0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: Guys, Ralph Malbro here. You know I take my flavored whiskey very seriously and would never steer you wrong. I want to tell you about Hardhide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey. Hardhide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey is a strawberry flavored whiskey blended with aged wheat whiskey, American light whiskey, fresh strawberries from Ponchatoula, Louisiana. It's 86 proof. Blended and bottled in New Orleans, Louisiana at the Porch Jam Distillery. Hard Strawberry Whiskey is not for the thin-skinned. Hard Hide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey is supporting Saints Happy Hour all football season. So support the people who support the show. Grab a bottle of Hardhide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey today. You can pick up a bottle wherever fine spirits are sold in Louisiana, Mississippi, Texas, Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, and Tennessee. To learn more and to find a location to get a bottle near you, go to hardhidestrawberrywhiskey.com. That's hardhidestrawberrywhiskey.com. All right, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast. As always, we are brought to you by Hardhide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey. All right, I got Andrew with me today. And Andrew, it's the off season, so let's talk about this. Let's just do a, let's just do a, uh, I just want to do, do a general podcast. I'm like, where are you feeling about, well, how are you feeling about the Saints heading into the offseason, we're a week into it, uh, they haven't done any moves yet. Uh, but how are you feeling as we as we as, we, as we, mm. we go to we expect coaching changes, shuffling, draft, free agency. How are you feeling for the Saints as we head into twenty twenty
0: four? Man, so many thoughts. Um, <laughs> I guess I'll start by saying, and and I always like can feel eyes rolling when I give this caveat, but <laughs> like. Yeah. I, I, I text people. I text people that yes, I know right. that are inside the organization that are right, I'm
1: always outside, asking you. O-
0: outside, but used to be in. So, like, I'm bugging you.
1: I'm like, what and, are you hearing? Where are the vibes? Yeah, I'm always yeah. bugging you about that. And
0: I, 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 I say that, like, I realize some people probably roll their eyes when I say that. And, like, I'm not trying to come off. like. I, I guess the reason I say it is that I, I appreciate and understand that I'm just some guy with an opinion. Mm-hmm. And I'm just a guy and I try to, hey, this is what I perceive. And then I ask, like, am I seeing this correctly? And so mm-hmm. I, it, I, I like to just share that it's further educated than just me saying it, you know, because it is, it right. is backed That's up right. by other people. So anyway, you know, look, I, I guess I'll start with Dennis Allen. I mean, there's so many different yeah. ways this conversation could go. Um, you know, my personal opinion is they should have fired him. So I'll start with that, like full stop. I think they should have gotten rid of him. Uh, They've made a decision, at least for now, that that we know it it appears that they are not going to part ways with him. You know, my opinion on that is that Dennis Allen is not nearly as bad as he's made out to be on Twitter. That's right. Um, (laughs) I I think he has qualities. I think he X's and O's. I mean, it depends on your definition of elite. Uh, You know, is he top two? Probably not. But is he like a top five X's and O's defensive mind in the league? I mean, he's in the top five to 10. He might be seven. He might be four. I mean, I don't know what the metrics are, but he's very good at adjustments. I mean, and and, and Ralph, like this might might sound off the alarms here. But I think when you consider – how up and down they were against the run this year and how bad the pass rush was. This, I'm talking strictly defensively. That's right. This might might be the best season Dennis Allen has ever turned in on that side of the ball.
1: I'm only half joking when I tell you if the Saints had shocked the world and fired Dennis Allen on Black Monday, if they had shocked the world I think like there was a ten percent chance the Eagles would have tried to hire him for the playoff game against Tampa on Monday. Like that, like like <laughs> yeah, like like yeah. that's that's how well thought of he is as a defensive coordinator. I think the Eagles would have been like, you know what? I know you haven't been here all year, Dennis, but here's a couple million dollars. Matt Patricia, get the fuck out of here, um, Dennis. Let's yeah, see, hell, what hell, can,
0: hell, see what you yeah, can see what you can do. See what you can do. Yeah, see what you can do. Yeah, so I, I think he's very good at that. Now right. let's let let that's let us now let's I, I also started this by saying he should have been fired. That's right. I, I think where Dennis struggles and, and I and look, every coach it's kinda like talking around the league to the people I know, they're kinda like, Yeah, he's deficient in this area, he's good in this area. Right. That's every coach. They're good at some things, they're bad at others. Uh, what's interesting is like you make a comparison like let's say Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell's having a lot of success right now in in, in uh, Detroit. Uh, he, the guy didn't even call cards at practice. like he, he like in terms of x's and O's, like the, the 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 assumption with Dan Campbell is that like that is not his strength. He is not good at that stuff at all. And mm-hmm. so when you look at a guy like him, I think there's a trapping for him that he could be very unsuccessful as a coach. If he doesn't surround himself with people yeah. that are very good at X's and O's to compensate for that. Right. And mm-hmm. fortunately for him, like he's got a good quarterback that's making plays and he's got a good young talent there. And he's got good coaches around him. So like right now in Detroit, it's working. I think it can work with Dennis Allen. Uh, now, mm-hmm. again, let me get to why I think he should have been fired, but, I think it can work with him because I think he is able to maintain a quality of defense where if he's paired with a good offensive coordinator and a good quarterback that temporarily – and I I use that word Mm -hmm. very intentionally. Temporarily, I believe it could work. It could. could. Um, Long-term, I don't know that I have uh, belief in Dennis Allen. And and, and the main thing, Ralph, that I think he struggles with is that interpersonally, when you're working with people, and, and Sean Payton's a master at this, you've gotta treat different people different ways. You gotta yeah. talk to them differently. You gotta have good instincts for how to interact. Yeah. And, and, and sell yourself, sell the team, sell the vision, mm-hmm. how to get how to get the most out of people. Yeah. And he doesn't do that well. And and you know, in the press conferences. I think he oh, has very he has very bad instincts. I so mean, we've yeah. seen that on full display, and that That's shortcoming, right. like they all have strengths and weaknesses, but that shortcoming is very visible to the public.
1: Yeah, and the, the thing is, somebody said it in my Twitter feed, and I I would give him credit if I could remember, but they they made a great point. It's like you know, Dennis Allen, he's like the person was like, he always defaults to like football code. Well, this is not who we are. This is not what we do. This is not what uh, football, this is not how you're supposed to behave as a football team, as a coach. Dennis Allen always defaults to that. Whereas like good and great coaches, their football code is whatever they need it to be. You need us to be a jerk. We can be a jerk. You need us to be, Positive, whatever, and and Dennis Allen, he doesn't think like he doesn't think well on his feet in the press conference. And I agree. My my example is, <clears throat> he's all over the place with injuries. Right, he's all yes. over the place. Sometimes he's like, I won't tell you. Other times he's given this long detailed explanation that we think the guy is going to come back and he doesn't. Sean Payton was the same way, kind of with injuries. But like he was consistent in that he was a jerk about it almost all the time. He might give you an answer, but he was a jerk about it all the time. And like, but it was consistent. Dennis Allen, he's not consistent, he's not even consistent in like how he answers an injury about a player from week to week. Like, and that's bad. And like, I just press conferences are one of those things where it's so hard. It's so hard when you're interviewing a coach to, like, figure that out. Like, can he do it? Can he message well? Um,
0: See, the thing is, Ralph, like, I don't – so I don't think that's a death sentence necessarily for a coach to to not Mm -hmm. be good in press conferences. You know, you leverage – I think with anything, we're human, we have Mm -hmm. flaws, and, like, you leverage the strengths. But I think it's a tough ask. I don't think it's a death sentence necessarily to not be good interpersonally, to not be good in press conferences. But, like, when you're talking about the leader of the team, the spokesperson of the team, it's a tough ask for a guy like that to be a head coach successfully. I think, I think it's easier, as long as there's some humility, for a guy like Dan Campbell to surround himself with the X's and O's guys. No, and, the,
1: and the thing is with Dan Campbell – like if you've watched hard knocks like he connects to those the players on a personal emotional level where yep. i believe the players for detroit they love dan campbell like like he rallies them and he says we have to fight together we're i'm with you i care about you we're all trying to get get this thing we're all trying to win this super bowl to get like you like I told this story on on Twitter, and I told it to you when I was texting you. Like Tony Dungy, nobody would ever have said Tony Dungy won the press conferences or said anything interesting as a coach or on TV, like ever. Like Tony Dungy is just boring. But the thing is, I remember I was watching Reggie Wayne one time, and he said they were out the week. The guys were out during the week of a playoff game. They were out at a bar in Indianapolis, and like they had a bunch of guys or whatever they are being jerks and just totally disrespectful to the players and like the players like he's like it was really close to going down like it was like he's like we're about to brawl with these dudes and 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 the thing is reggie wayne the thing he's like the thing that stopped us was it wasn't that oh my god we got a playoff game i can't get suspended for this playoff game we can't we can't ruin our momentum for this play the players and he's like as a man i thought I can't embarrass Tony
0: Dungy this way. I can't
1: do that to Tony.
0: Mm. And we left. And yeah, so we we're like, like Jameis Winston's like I have no problem. With, that's right. With the, with the collateral of me disobeying an order and what that's going to do to Dennis. That's I, right. and, and, and I I I mean I pick on Jameis there, but it was really it was the whole offense. Everybody that's on right. the field. That's you right. Know, made that decision. So, uh, uh, you know, look, I think. The biggest issue is that guys aren't. I, I think, besides the personality stuff, I just don't think he holds people accountable. Like, how many guys were cut because of a mistake that they've That's made in the last right. two years? That's right. How many? You know, how many uh, fast and swift reactionary decisions? I mean, that. I mean, that was Sean Payton, and yeah. I think, I think you know, if if Jameis Winston had done that to Sean Payton, he would have been cut within 24 hours and Sean Payton would have found a way to send a message. And I I don't feel like Dennis Allen has ever really had like this. I'm the sheriff in town moment. Yeah. And the thing is
1: with, with DA um, before we get to a couple other things that I want to get to the thing with DA is I, I think the thing that we talked about at the beginning, the, the one thing that holds the saints together for him is I really think, especially on defense, like players may not respect him they may not think he's a leader but like i think they know that like i need to do what he tells me on the field cuz that dude his plans always right and like yeah. in the end like that can that can keep a coach employed and have sort of like the locker room not completely fall apart for a while the thing is, though, like I don't this- even
0: think it. I think he's pretty good at that, though, man. I, I don't think the problem is his plans. No, I that's think a- I, yeah, yeah I think the problem yeah. they may hate
1: him, they may not respect him, but they're like, I gotta, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do what he said. I'm not gonna freelance on the field. And, and like his plan's pretty good. Um, uh, but the thing is, like that, that can only, like anything, if you're bad at really one thing, that can only get you so far.
0: Yeah. But- so, look, look. I- I look at it like this. I mm-hmm. think he should be fired for all the reasons we just described. I think the, right. the negatives outweigh the positives, even though they went 9-8. and eight. I think we all know the schedule was very easy. I think we all know that uh, there were a number of quarterback injuries that made it even easier. Um, and so I look at this as a failed season. I actually think talent-wise, the Saints are an 8-win team. Like that, That's their talent. Mm-hmm. I think they underachieved this year – relative to the schedule the quarterback injuries like they should have won 10 games they should have won that packers game they should have won the other atlanta game that that division was there for the taking and they blew it so i think this team underachieved very slightly by one game Mm -hmm. i think if you look at it against the talent level that this team has it's about spot on the nine wins like that's that's what this talent level is like i some people might not want to hear that so I don't really view this as a colossal collapse of the coaching staff where uh, uh, the personnel was woefully underserved and put a different coach in there. Now, this schedule was so soft and the league coach might have gotten 12 wins out of that. Uh, Yeah, like this,
1: like. The schedule ended up being the schedule of our dreams. It really did, and the yeah. Saints just it will never
0: it will never get any. easier. they around. just
1: didn't hit it. The, re- yeah. the, the other thing I want to talk about is but, but, I, but look
0: look I think oh well, I was just going to say we should pivot to like the division because I want to just like talk about the landscape for a second. Yeah, go ahead. And, and, yeah, so like I just, I just feel like offensively well okay, so Dennis Allen's going to stay. In some ways, it makes sense because you're tied to Derek Carr for two more years. I That's mean, right. one year is a given because you mm-hmm. guaranteed him 100 million, and and really, like he's seeing year three most likely. So when you look at that timetable, I'm actually kind of okay with things. Like I'm feeling surprisingly good. I'm actually coming around to the idea of Pete Pete Carmichael coming back. Oh my and, and, god! And the, but but listen, like the thing <laughs> no, for I me. The thing for me is Dennis Allen like is going to start the season mm-hmm. on the hot seat, yeah. And and if they go one in five, like if, if if it's a disaster out of the gate, like he's getting fired. Like, do you he, think they fire him in season? Possibly, possibly. Yeah. I think it's in play because I think he starts the year on the hot seat. That's right. So I'm not that hot and bothered by him coming back because either like he'll get lucky and and like luck will turn. Or it doesn't, and he's toast. So, like, either way, like, either you know, it's coming either way, like, either things get better or he's losing his job. So, and the thing is, like, I don't feel great about a new coach coming in and being stuck with Carr. Whereas next year, this time, if he, if the season doesn't go well and he gets fired, that's right. Now, you still got a year of Carr, most likely, but you might be picking in the top five. That's right. You can draft as replacement.
1: That's right. The one thing I was going to say, when you talk about the division, it, or, or just, I want to I I I make this case. You, you said about Pete Carmichael st- car, staying, and it's the title of this podcast, and we're finally getting into it. I think Pete Carmichael has a strong case for staying as the Saints ho- offensive coordinator. And here's why. They've only had three NFL teams in the last 20 years that have had that have not had a running back run for a 20-yard run. The Saints are one of those three teams, right? They didn't have a running back run for a 20-yard run. They didn't have a running back run for over 80 yards. They still finished ninth in points scored. That's a that is a strong case for Pete Stay. My question is, and this is what this is what I was thinking about, and I and I tweeted it just like before we started this podcast. When Dennis Allen looks at the the, the abysmal running game, and Andrew, I think it's fair to say it's the most abysmal Saints running game I've ever seen in my, in like the time. Ray Ray, Ray,
0: Ray Zeller's levels, yeah, like
1: like like as bad as it's as bad as I can ever remember it. So it was abysmal. So my my thought is. When Dennis Allen evaluates the running game was terrible, who does he blame? Does he blame? Does he just say, it's all players. We just need better players. Or does he say, it's Doug Marone. It's Pete Carmichael. It's Joel Thomas, running back coach, run game coordinator, who I know Nick Underhill in his podcast said the players love him. But like that run game is abysmal. How much fault is the running back coach and running game coordinator? How much blame does he have? So like, where do you think the Saints the blame for the abysmal running game? Because that, to me, is gonna is gonna explain whether or not and what changes they make on offense.
0: Yeah, well, so I'll, I'm backing up. I actually disagree with your comment that uh, that w- that's an endorsement of Pete Carmichael because I actually think Pete Carmichael is largely responsible schematically for why the run game is so bad. And I think there's, a, okay. there's also a mismatch with like Kamara schematically. Like mm-hmm. that. you know, they're trying to do zone okay. zone running and I think they're pounding Kamara in between the tackles too much. And I think Jamal Williams doesn't understand the scheme well. So uh, there, there's like a mismatch between scheme and talent and personnel. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's more like decisions that are made and DA is part of that. And then I think there's just like the run scheme sucks. And like that that needs a complete overhaul. Can you overhaul?
1: Guys, Ralph Malbro here. You know, I take my flavored whiskey very seriously and would never steer you wrong. I want to tell you about Hardhide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey. Hardhide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey is a strawberry flavored whiskey blended with aged wheat whiskey, American light whiskey. Fresh strawberries from Ponchatoula, Louisiana. It's 86 proof, blended and bottled in New Orleans, Louisiana, at the Porch Jam Distillery. Hardhide Strawberry Whiskey is not for the thin-skinned. Hardhide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey is supporting Saints Happy Hour all football season. So support the people who support the show. Grab a bottle of Hardhide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey today. You can pick up a bottle wherever fine spirits are sold in Louisiana, Mississippi, Texas, Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, and Tennessee. To learn more and to find a location to get a bottle near you, go to hardhidestrawberrywhiskey.com. That's hardhidestrawberrywhiskey.com. Can you, can you, can you, and this is me leaning on you being a film guy because I don't know the answer to this. Can you, as an offense, can they say to Pete, can DA say to Pete, can he say, look, Pete, you did a great job. You ran you ran more motion. You figured out the offense the last eight weeks. Derek Carr was number one rated quarterback in the NFL in December. You did a great job. But your run game sucks, and we got to fix it. And I'm taking that responsibility away from you. We're going to change it. We're going to hire a new run game coordinator. We're going to do different things. Can you do that? Or do you have to just say – we got to blow up the whole thing. Like, you
0: keep- no, I, I, I think, I think Pete Carmichael would be receptive to that. Look, I don't mm-hmm. know. Like when I say I'm receptive to the idea of Pete Carmichael coming back, like I don't know who the OC is. I don't know like what titles, what, what that looks like, whose responsibility yeah. is what, mm-hmm. but what I'm telling you is I think schematically personnel wise, all of it, like the run game is broken and it sucks. And so but like whether you fire Pete Carmichael and bring someone else in and just do a complete overhaul, I think mm-hmm. that's one way you could play it. I also feel like if you're stuck with DA and you're stuck with Carr, it's like, well, the offense kind of started to hum at the end of the year. Do you really want to undo all that when you're stuck with Carr, where like he's gotta learn a whole thing all over again and DA's on the hot seat? Like, if the ship's going down, like who are you really gonna get? That's that appealing, you know what it's I'm saying? Not just like, the, it's what, not just what OC is going right. to be like? I want to jump into that job that where, where the coach is on the hot seat from day one. Like, I, look, I think you need to surround Carmichael with support. So whether he, mm-hmm. he shifts to another role, and let me tell you, around the league internally, like people still believe Carmichael is a genius savant when it comes to route concepts. So from a passing game perspective. How he draws up attacking a defense in the passing game, I believe is still at a high level. So you, you got to support him. Right. Look, I don't know what happens with Gruden, but let's say they bring in Gruden oh, no. and they go get another guy who's a run game coordinator. And you, you bring in like solid football minds mm-hmm. to kind of rough around the edges. And I don't know who gets what title, but that combination is is the thing moving That's forward. Right. I think I can get behind it because again, once down, if if they're one and five, Dennis Allen's getting fired, and then the whole thing is wide open. Right. right? Well, yeah, that's right. So now, so now let's let's shift the conversation to the division, which is where to me it gets interesting. And and tell me if you agree. I kind of view so the three teams in the division, Carolina. They don't have a first round pick. There's no way they're going to be worse. I mean, it, I mean it can't be worse. I, I can't. It can't be any worse than they're they were. are twenty-seven. Last
1: they're twenty-seventeen. Browns bad
0: at the yes. End. So I, I, I think really. they're trending upwards, but they're so bad that this isn't a one-year turnaround situation. It's going to take mm-hmm. a while to build that. That. So I think they will be better. I think they'll be more competitive this year. But I, I, I think it's just like I have a hard time seeing them. Their,
1: their best case scenario is they. Are the Arizona Cardinals of this year where Arizona Cardinals, they hired Janet, Jonathan Gannon, people laughed at him. But like the Cardinals, I think they only won like four games. They were feisty, man. They were yeah. feisty. They beat the Eagles. They led in a bunch of games. Like they were a pain in the ass to play. They beat Dallas. Like that's Carolina. Like they'll be a five win team, but they'll be a giant pain in the ass.
0: You know? That's probably, I, that's probably best case scenario. Yeah. But, yeah. but they, they, they can't be worse because that, that right. is as bad as I've seen. That's right. Um, you know, Tampa, to me, I, I'm, I'm expecting them to commit at least short-term to Baker Mayfield and, and yeah. say, hey, you're going you're to be our quarterback. I think Tampa, who I told you at the beginning of the year, they're going to win the division. Like yeah. I, I felt like they were going to win that. I think Tampa's in a similar situation to the Saints. When you look at a lot of their mm-hmm. talent, they've drafted a little better than the Saints recently, but when you look at their talent, I mean, Devin White, Levante David, Carlton Davis, Mike Evans, free he agency. might be in free agency. yeah, uh, Chris Godwin, like it's a lot of older veterans, and like, I kind of feel like where the Saints are now with some of their best players kind of getting older, like that's starting to happen to Tampa, too. That's and right. so I, I just feel like if they're committing to Baker, and that's kind of their cast of characters, and you know, their pick's not going to be great this year. I just feel like Tampa is in a position where they they're, they overachieved. They are worse than what their record and what they achieved this year was, and mm-hmm. I think they're due for a regression. So, yeah. I would, and listen. I would, they're a they're so, a
1: they're a win, and I don't think they will because I think Baker's really hurt. Like he hasn't been practicing again, and he looked dreadful against Carolina physically. Like yeah. I think they're going to have a hard time beating, but they could beat Philly. They beat Philly. They're picking like twenty five. So like, forget. Right. Forget getting a quarterback or doing any, you know. So,
0: right. So, so I I think you look at Tampa and Carolina, and I think that's two teams. Yeah. And look, you could easily say the same about the Saints trending down, but I I think, I think that's two teams trending down. Then you've got Atlanta. And to me, that's the big one because I think there's two directions they can go. Obviously, they can hire a defensive guy or an offensive guy. To me, either one is scary for different reasons. I, I think defensively, they, they've they been pretty poor for a while now. And I think one of their biggest problems is they don't have talent on that side of the ball. They, right. they're, their personnel on that I, side of the ball just took, isn't, isn't that yeah, great. And
1: I'll say this. They they blocked Ryan Nielsen from going, interviewing in Jacksonville, at defensive coordinator. But, but I think the Saints defense, while it trended down and the schedule helped it a little bit, I think the schedule masked Atlanta Like, their fans and their team thinks their defense is good. That schedule really helped them. They got their head kicked in by Justin Fields. By, say whatever you want about Arthur Smith and whatever. That was a win and you can go to the playoffs, maybe game for Atlanta. And the Saints offense kicked their head in from start to finish that yeah. final week and we forget about it because it's the Jameis game and team decision, but that Atlanta d- defense, it ain't good. I don't care what, the, don't, don't give me EPA. Don't, I, I watch those games. Don't, I don't, I don't care about your, your data nerds.
0: Yeah. So, you know, where it scares me is, you know, their personnel isn't great, but you get a, let's say a Belichick, right. Mm-hmm. And that, that defense from awesome. an efficiency standpoint, and Ugh, it's going to get better. It's going to get better overnight, regardless of the players. Uh, the thing that scares me on the offensive side is obviously you unlock Bijan, you unlock Kyle Pitts, you know, and, and mm-hmm. I, I think Arthur Smith did a woeful job of that. And I think you leverage their talent a little bit more, and they definitely have some on that side of the ball. Uh, Atlanta can be a little scary. Atlanta's going to be all in on the quarterback. So whether they go in free agency, and I mean, I don't know who's going to be out there, Her but cousins. they maybe, yeah, Cousins or Russell cousins. Wilson, or I don't know. I, I don't think, know who they, who they would go after I or that or, or they, they move up and draft a guy.
1: I don't think they'll move up because I don't think, I don't think the top three teams, they all need quarterbacks. I don't think they, there's, there's no reason for them to trade down the top three teams. So I just think like Atlanta's, they're not going to be, they're not going to be able to get, it's just one of those things where you don't have a team picking second that has a quarterback or third, like the yeah. quarterbacks are going to go one, two, three, just depending. um,
0: the thing with Atlanta. I, I, I just think Atlanta won eight games seven. and seven. And, and the one thing you can point to is that their quarterback play was absolutely abysmal all year. All right. year. And you improve that. Like, I do think that's one of those teams where, dude, if they, if they had gotten Derek Carr instead of the Saints, they would have run away with the division, run in away my opinion. It. Run away with it. Because, yeah.
1: because, because Arthur Smith with Derek Carr. Like he like the thing about Arthur Smith is that in a way I understood what he was trying to do from like week six on, in that he looked at it and it was like, oh my God, I bet on Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter is atrocious. I have to hide my quarterback. And he did everything to do that. But the problem is when you try to play hide the quarterback, unless you are incredible elite on defense or running the ball your quarterback has to be involved in the game so atlanta was trying to play hide the quarterback but mostly they just played these one score games and in one score games eventually your quarterback has to make a play and he never did um yeah so like atlanta like you give them kirk cousins Give them Justin Justin Fields in a trade. I would like because I think I don't think Justin Fields that good. And if they traded for him, they'd have to pay him almost immediately. Like you know, there it's just going to be tricky. I just don't, well, I, I, I think it's
0: more wide open. I guess my point is like it's, Atlanta, more, it's still wide open. Atlanta Atlanta starts the off season in my opinion. Yeah, with like the the highest ceiling and That's the right. most potential. I, I mean, I would if I had to bet right now, I would pick them to win the division. Yeah. you know, based on what I know about the state of each franchise. But so, you know, I, I think Atlanta could trend up, but like we don't know who they're going to hire mm-hmm. and we don't know how that hire is going to go. And we don't know who they're going to mm-hmm. take a quarterback. And let's say they go all in on a rookie, you know, there's no guarantees that's going to work I mean, out. I,
1: yeah. I mean, here's the yeah,
0: thing. I, I, I tend to think like a, a Kirk Cousins type move is what they'll go for.
1: Yeah. I, and look, and look, in the offseason, a lot of people, a lot of so-called smart people were like, Carolina's going to win this division. They went 7-10. and 10. They had a great defense. Steve Wilkes fixed their running game. They drafted Bryce Young. Frank Reich is a quote-unquote offensive guru. Carolina's going to win this division. He they, And not only that, they suddenly have the best coach in the division. 12 weeks later, Frank Reich's freaking fired. And Carolina's starting off. Starting all over again. So, like, yeah. there's eight teams that ended up hiring coaches when you count New England. There's going to be eight teams that's going to hire coaches. I'm telling you, Andrew, four of the eight are going to make really bad decisions, and it very well me Carolina or Atlanta. The just the odds say one of them is going to make a very very bad decision.
0: Well, New based England. on based on history with those specific owners. What evidence do we have that they're going to make the right decision? That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's
1: none. No. So,
0: yeah. So Atlanta's um, on
1: coach. Four. Atlanta's on coach four in eleven years, and they haven't had a winning season since 2016. Like,
0: I, I think Atlanta will be all in next year because they'll have money to spend. That's you know, right. They'll go after the quarterback, and if they don't win next year, then is getting fired, and then I'm it's home a new Terry. GM. Then it's a new GM Mm -hmm. with a coach that he didn't hire. And like, Mm -hmm. dude, it's like, you know, so it'll be interesting to see how next year goes for Atlanta. But but I guess my point in all this, when you look at the Saints, Mm -hmm. is let's not even talk about the Cap stuff. They're gonna they're gonna figure that out. I think you've got a lot of players now. Like, we Mm -hmm. don't know what's gonna happen with Lattimore. Uh mm-hmm. Ramchek, you know, is long in the tooth. Like, that's a thing to figure out. The offensive line needs to get fixed badly. Cam Jordan, like pass rush wise, you gotta get someone in there that can compete with him to rush the passer. Mm-hmm. So like they need to nail the draft. It's Definitely. it's really it's that simple. Like they, they just absolutely they, they need to nail the draft.
1: It's weird. They're the Saints are at a crossroads. I really believe this. They could have The bottom fall out of the top, and I I think for I think for the first time in a long time, probably in probably since Ditka is like there's like a however many you want to put odds on it. Like there's a chance like the bottom can fall out of the top. Like there, I'm going to go into 2024 thinking there's a chance. I don't know how high 15, 20. You could put a number on it depending on how much you hate DA and think of the roster and all this. But there's a Definite possibility the Saints will be picking in the top five in the 2025 draft. And I ain't thought that Andrew, since like Ditka. Like I never, like with Sean Payton, I was like, we're never picking top five. We got Drew, we got Sean Payton. It's, it's never going to happen. So that's on yeah. the table. That's on the table on the bad end. But on the good end, Saints, go to nail the draft. Find a couple of like mid-class free agents, like a Demario Davis. Like, if they nail a mid-class free agent on defense as a defensive tackle or a pass rush, whoever, and they have a really great offseason, I could see horror of horrors for some people. Saints going 11 and six, and in the 2025. Training camp, the Saints announced they're extending DA because he's in the oh, last deal. And they're like, he went seven and ten, nine and eight, eleven and six. We're on the upswing, baby. We can't let DA leave. So, like, I'm just saying the spectrum of outcomes for the Saints in 2024 is wide. And that for it the is. first time yeah. in a generation, you can literally say, I do not know what's gonna happen with the Saints in 2024. And I really believe it. Like you could tell me any scenario and I believe it, which makes the offseason, it makes it really interesting, but it makes it really, really important. Like they bet they cannot go backwards. They cannot stay the same. They have got to get better this offseason if they want to uh, have any shot to having a decent season in twenty?
0: Well, the roster, Ralph, is is weak, you know, That's and right. it's got a lot of holes. So they got to mm-hmm. fill all those holes, and yeah, you know, they'll fi- they'll figure out the cap. But I think this is where you know being stuck with certain contracts because you, mm. you you kind of have to for cap purposes to give yourself space. You maybe hang mm-hmm. on to a player a little bit longer than you normally would. Um, you know, I think that they're kind of in this mess right now, and I think that maybe makes them reluctant to nuke the whole thing. Yeah. You know, I think that's a reality that they're in.
1: Final question. And then we'll get out of here and you can be quick. Are we going to find out some answers this week with the same, like if, if they're going to, if they're going to make coaching staff moves, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be this week. Well, the break. I'll
0: say within a week. Yeah. Okay.
1: All right, guys. Thanks for thanks for joining us. Uh, patrons, remember to click that RSS feed. Set up your custom RSS feed because you never know when the breaking news siren is going to drop. And if you don't have your custom RSS feed set up, uh, you won't get it immediately. So for Andrew, I'm Ralph. Thanks for joining us. Support the podcast. Go to stshappyhour.com. Become a patron. We'll see you next time.